This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland 5, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, April the 13th, 2022. The Freeland 5 scours at least the top five news stories that are trending all over social media and the various wrestling websites. We're here to bring it to you and tell you the journalists that are bringing you all the news stories. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. Ryan Clark is reporting with E-Wrestling News today that the Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Rowles, are interested in staying with AEW. Now, during a recent signing at WrestleFest, the duo commented on possibly going to WWE in the future and being happy where they are currently. Silver said simply, I don't want to. Now, in addition, Reynolds answered, we're very, very, very happy in AEW. I haven't even thought about that. That dream kind of subsided when we did our first AEW show and realized how awesome this place is. 
So yeah, we're good with sticking where we are. Now you can keep up with both Silver and Reynolds on their social media accounts, and you can always continue to follow AEW on all of their social media platforms as well. But it looks like the Dark Order is looking to stick around for quite a while. Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour with E-Wrestling News. The Rock reveals what to expect from the new XFL and its relaunch. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia recently appeared on ESPN's Get Up podcast to discuss the relaunch of the XFL. But during the interview, The Rock revealed that he wished he could have played in the league, where fans can expect from the promotion and so much more. Very interesting details that have come out of it. Now, on wishing he could have played in the XFL, in a quote, Johnson says, I've got to tell you, I would have loved to have played in the XFL. If the XFL was around when I was coming out of college, I would have loved to play there, especially under the new iteration of the XFL. New ownership, how we want to create the league, the culture, a new innovation of football. At the end of the day, I got involved with the XFL and became an XFL owner with Danny to help players' dreams come true. It is to make players' dreams come true and to grow the game of football. Now, on what to expect out of the new XFL, Johnson says, I think the fans are going to see an exciting game of football. I think the fans are are going to see a high-level, high-quality form of football to put high-quality product on the field. But I can also tell you this, from a man who put his hands in the dirt, speaking of creating this, I grew up with football. I also went to the University of Miami. Danny knew me very well. As the dream of playing in the NFL and playing professional football, Unfortunately, it didn't quite happen. Now, Johnson would also comment on the coaches that are attached to the league. These are credentialed guys. These are guys who have a lot of pride in their experiences and have a lot of pride in the hard work they've put with their own two hands. They've got a lot of pride in coaching and coaching a team and have a pride in winning. If you'd like to read more on The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's visions of what the XFL is going to be, head on over to E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark is writing in today. All right, let's go ahead and let's keep things rolling here. One interesting thing about pro wrestling is you never know what you think you know. Let's go ahead and let's talk about an article that might be interesting to know that. E-Wrestling News is writing in today that there was a secret between Killian Dane and Nikki Cross when it came to their relationship in WWE. During a recent interview with Wrestling Inc., former superstar Killian Dane discussed his real-life relationship with Raw superstar Nikki A.S.H., which is also known as Nikki Cross, keeping their relationship a secret at first. In a quote, they said, we actually didn't tell WWE that we were dating because we didn't want it to become a reason as to why one of us would get signed and the other one would not get signed. Nikki got signed and came out about six months before I did to the main roster. And then I saw her over there. I let the people in power know this was the first time. And I then said, I'm actually going to be in Orlando and I need you to sign something, WWE official said, because I knew what was going to be signed. I was months away from having the dream. Now, as far as keeping things quiet, there were a lot of things that were happening down in NXT as far as my tryout. I turned up and things were very, very good. There is Nikki Storm, Nikki Cross, who eventually became my fiance. Things then started to get really well. Triple H would often come over to me and tell me as far as how the training was going. Both decided to keep their relationship a secret and why. We always kind of kayfabed it. We always wanted to keep our relationship off the public radar because we never wanted it to be, oh, well, that's why they're being booked together. Or if we have to book them together, we never wanted it to make a thing. We wanted them to do their own things. On getting married, 
continued to cross. We recently got married and we've been together for that point 11 years well 14 in total i think we didn't need to be married because we knew we were always going to be together i think we kind of realized it was more important for our parents and stuff like that to get in those memories and the photos and stuff like that so we said let's just go ahead and do it if you'd like to find more information about the interview that killian dane gave regarding his relationship with Nikki Cross and their decisions to keep it secret and other aspects of their WWE careers, go ahead and check out the article at E-Wrestling News. All right, another big article from E-Wrestling News today. Update on possible release date of the AEW video game. Now, a new report coming out from Fightful Select has revealed various details about AEW's upcoming video game, including a tentative release date. Now, the report notes that as of this week, the targeted release date is sometime in late September of this year. Additionally, the report notes that the plan is for some time now and that the game will be still released in 2022. The site notes that they first heard this date from recently signed AEW talent. The aforementioned talents indicated that they may be involved in some point in the first run of the game. Now, we stress that there is still a lot of work to be completed on the video game. As a result of this, the September release just remains a target currently, but AEW really hopes to have this done by September. If you'd like to read more information about the upcoming AEW video game and its official launch, go ahead and check out E-Wrestling News. All right, Juice Robinson and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is there going to be a break in the relationship? Ryan Clark is writing in today that Juice Robinson has confirmed he's officially leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, Juice Robinson has announced that when his New Japan Pro Wrestling contract is up and he does not appear to be sticking around. In a recent appearance on the Wrestling Observer Live, Robinson confirmed recent reports that when his New Japan Wrestling contract expires at the end of April, he will not continue. Additionally, Robinson commented on what's next for him, and if there's anyone out there that he would like to compete against, you can find out so much information from someone just by determining whether or not they're going to stick in a promotion. On his status with New Japan, yeah, interesting you said that. I don't have any plans to travel back over. I'm at the end of my contract. I did an extra three-month extension, and that ends on April 30th, so that will be it. I will not be wrestling under New Japan's banner any longer. There you have it. On what's next for Juice Robinson, he then said, Well, I really don't know what's next. I'm just going to hang out and relax for a while and see what comes to me. On what led him to his desire to exit New Japan, Robinson would say, and I quote, I think it was a combination of all those things, the pandemic era and all of the travel. I was there for nine months. I did four quarantines, and a lot happened. We'd stopped going. It was kind of at a boiling point. And then I did, and they allowed us to go home. And then New Japan Strong kind of took over where it was needed. So it was kind of multiple things that were happening. We did not ask to go over and stay any longer. We were only needed domestically here for Strong because they need Jay White and all those other guys to fill the shows. If you'd like to go ahead and read more as to why Juice Robinson has decided to no longer stay with New Japan Pro Wrestling and explore other options here in the United States, by all means, please follow E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark is also writing in today for E-Wrestling News that Brian Hebner believes Montreal Screwjob was a work. This is his opinion. Impact Wrestling referee Brian Hebner believes the Montreal Screwjob was a work and his father, Earl Hebner, needs to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. During a recent appearance on the Angle podcast, Hebner Jr. commented on the current state of refereeing 
his dad and uncle deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, and so much more. Now, when it comes to some of these, on believing the Montreal screw job was a work, Hebner would say, I thought it was a work for the whole time, and I still do to this day. I think I was the only one exactly properly done. I mean, a lot of works are done, but this one was perfect. I just don't believe it really worked out the way we are all told. I know my dad end of it, and that is true, but I don't think it went that way. I think the whole thing was honestly a work. Now, on the current state of refereeing in pro wrestling, Hebner would go on to say, nowadays, refs today are trying to get their own shit in, trying to get their own spots in. No one is paying a ticket to sit their asses in a seat and see you. Nobody is paying a dollar to see you do any of those things in the ring. They may respect what you do, but they're not coming to pay to see you. On the topic of his dad and uncle deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, Hebner would also comment, I would love to see my uncle and my dad get what they deserve and them being inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's the biggest, the most epic place to go. I think they deserve it. And there's nobody on this planet who can tell me that they shouldn't. For them, that would be the chapter that would make a lot of people happy, including them. If you'd like to hear more about this interview here, Brian Hebner shoots on the Montreal Screwjob, WWE Hall of Fame, and the legacy of his father's. Check out the most recent edition of the Angle podcast that you can get anywhere fine podcasts are made available. All right, Deanna Peraza is making headlines as well today. Deanna Peraza reacts to missing the ROH Supercard of Honor event that happened WrestleMania weekend. During a recent appearance on the Muscle Man Malcolm podcast, Impact Wrestling superstar Deanna Peraza commented on not being able to compete at the Ring of Honor Supercard event. Uh, now we're finding out more information. On Mercedes Martinez actually winning the interim title. Mercedes is a tough competitor. I've been in the ring with her a dozen times. The last time I was in the ring with her, she was tapping out. She was quitting. Whenever there was a unification match and she wants to step into the ring with the real Ring of Honor world champion, then the results are going to be the same. She commented on missing the Super Card of Honor show by saying, and I quote, We talked about, we had our Impact show. There was two shows. I was under contract with Impact. There's not much I could really do about that. My hands were kind of tied. I would have loved to have defended the championship, but things are what they are. It was announced that down the road I would wrestle the winner, and it was Mercedes. Everyone can cool their brakes a bit, calm down, stop with the negativity, realize that Mercedes and I are going to kill it whenever we get into the ring. If you'd like to read more on this article, that is right now over at eWrestling News with Ryan Clark. There's so much juicy details, but I will let you read those. As we move on, so much more AEW news. Ryan Nemeth talks about Tony Khan. Penta Oscuro hypes Dynamite and his match with CM Punk. Ringside Collectibles posted the following video today showing Darby Allen unboxing his own ringside exclusive coffin drop action figure. They've posted this video on here, and it is exciting. You can definitely go ahead and check that out. Now, Penta Oscuro took to Twitter earlier today to hype his match with CM Punk on Dynamite. He said, I'm ready to rock New Orleans. Now, AEW star Ryan Nemeth also took to Twitter to thank Tony Khan, the president of AEW, allowing him to continue to pursue his acting career and comedy while still be able to work with AEW. Nemeth go on and say, just thinking how cool it is to wrestle for AEW and still have the freedom to pursue acting, screenwriting, comedy, 
comedy and everything else. Huge, sincere thank you to TK, filmmaking friends, and everyone else involved. So Ryan Nemeth is truly appreciative. You can keep up with all your wrestling news. Definitely follow E-Wrestling News. You can follow them on Twitter and on Facebook. And definitely show love to Ryan Clark. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on with some more interesting news. Minoru Suzuki is planning to hurt Samoa Joe on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. As you're probably aware, AEW Dynamite is still currently happening right now. But prior to the Ring of Honor TV Championship match with Samoa Joe on tonight's episode of AEW, Minoru Suzuki spoke with Sports Illustrated's Justin Barso to promote the bout. According to Suzuki, he still plans to hurt Samoa Joe on Dynamite. So many interesting comments that he has made specifically on his plan to make Samoa Joe suffer. My fans think of this match is very special for me. I have to stay true to myself. I am here to hurt people. The opponent truly does not matter. This week, I will make Joe suffer. If you would like to read more comments about what Minoru Suzuki had to say, not only about Samoa Joe, but some of his other opponents coming, you can check out Ryan Clark's article over on E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing in with E-Wrestling News. The Road Dog and Billy Gunn originally did not get along during their stint in WWE. Now, Brian James, known as the Road Dog in WWE, has launched his own Oh, You Didn't Know podcast. During the debut edition of the podcast, the Road Dog commented on not originally getting along with Billy Gunn when they were on the road sometimes as roommates. On the first time we roomed together, specifically with Billy, the first night we roomed together, he woke up and I was peeing on the air conditioner. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's exactly what I was doing. I had a little too much. I partied a little too hard, and that was a story of my life for a bit. I'm just going to tell you the truth. That was our first night in a hotel room together, and it was the last night in a ho- room, home ho- hotel room together for a long time. We're two different human beings. Just figured we butted heads a lot, and he was going to do his thing and see if it worked out. This was our lives together. It was a lifestyle. He always just loved going to the gym. If you would like to read more about how they patched up their relationship and how became successful tag team partners in WWE and in TNA, definitely cruise on over to E-Wrestling News and read the article by Ryan Clark. Interesting to see how relationships continue to evolve over the years and some people find ways to get along and some people find ways not. Let's cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now where Claudio Castanoli has changed his Instagram to Claudio CSRO. What's up with this? Let's find out. Eric Mutter is writing in. It's been a little less than two months since Claudio Castanoli, also known as Cesaro, quietly left the WWE in February. Now news has been quiet on what Castanoli's next move will be, though a change to his Instagram profile may hint what is to come. It was on Wednesday where Claudio changed his name on Instagram from WWE Cesaro to Claudio CSRO. The change suggests that when Claudio resurfaces, he'll be going by his original name in wrestling, Claudio, a play on both his real name that he used for years during his independent wrestling days and as a tag team. Claudio hasn't confirmed anything else about what his plans are. This is not the first time Castanoli uh, has used CSRO as part of his name. In March, he filed a trademark the name CSRO for multiple uses, including merchandise, coffee, and pro wrestling, trademarks, and other things. Until now, Claudio has only been with WWE as the major platforms in pro wrestling. He still remains silent on his departure 
and what his future plans are. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about this article, follow Eric Mutter, great journalist over here at Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's jump into another very interesting article from Wrestling Inc. coming in from Eric Mutter. Ray Phoenix says he'll be ready for Triple Mania 30. Ray Phoenix will soon be gracing everyone again with his presence on a wrestling show. In a video posted by Lucha Libre on their social media page, the AEW and AAA star announced that he'll be ready to go for AAA's first big event Triple Mania that will be happening in Monterey on April the 30th. Hello fans, here is the King Phoenix. One half of the best tag team in the world, the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix stated. Don't miss Triple Mania 30 Part 1 in Monterey. The King will be present. Don't you miss it. Now, so many other things are coming right now when it comes to Ray Phoenix. As many people know, unfortunately, the Lucha Brothers had to drop their tag team titles because of an injury that Ray suffered. Now, Ray has been rehabbing that injury. Things look really good. No surgery was needed. If you would like to continue to follow Ray Phoenix, follow him on all his social media platforms and find out exactly when he will be coming back to AEW. So interesting on that one. Seth Rollins students from his training school are now going to be coming to WWE NXT 2.0. Mark Middleton is writing today that there's some interesting news from his training school. Another WWE NXT UK superstar is coming soon to the NXT 2.0 brand. Now this week's NXT 2.0 episode featured a teaser vignette from Nathan Frazier who has been training at the Black and Brave Academy by Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave. My name is Nathan Frazier. I've made a lot of myself competing against the best in NXT UK, Frazier said in the vignette, but now it's time. I got a one-way ticket across the Atlantic Ocean, and I can't wait for NXT 2.0 for them to see what I am all about. Now, the 23-year-old Frazier tweeted after this week's NXT and confirmed that he's already living in the United States. After a successful run on the Indies as Benjamin Carter, which he also played college soccer in the United States, WWE signed Frazier in October 2020 to work the UK brand. He made his in-ring debut on January 7th of 21 for an NXT UK episode, to then cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin. Now, Frazier noted that he went to work for NXT UK because he wanted to spend some time back home in England. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about this, you can go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Mark Middleton is writing in today. Let's keep the headlines coming. Mark Middleton is also writing today. WWE NXT viewership and key demo ratings are down from last week. Let's find out what happened on the new brand. This week's live Title Tuesday edition of WWE NXT 2.0 drew 610,000 viewers on the USA Network according to Nielsen and Show Buzz Daily. Now, this is down 3.3% from last week's 631,000 viewers for the post Stand and Deliver show. Tuesday's NXT drew a 0.12 rating in the key demos of 18 to 49. Now, this is down 14.2% from last week's 0.14 rating in that demo. Now, the 0.12 rating represents 151,000 viewers who are between the ages of 18 and 49, which unfortunately is down again almost 16% from the 170 9,000 that were in the 18 to 49 on last week's show. If you'd like to read more on the metrics of everything that's happening with NXT 2.0, head on over to the article WWE NXT viewership and key demo ratings from Mark Middleton. Once again, we always want to make sure that we plug all of the journalists. These are not my stories. These are the various wrestling websites, and we always want to make sure we credit the website and the journalist. All right. Sasha Banks wants to headline the WWE Saudi Arabia Premium Live 
event. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in today that that's exactly what the plans are for Sasha Banks. During the latest NBC Sports Boston 10 Countdown podcast, Sasha Banks revealed that she would like to headline a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia with the women's tag team titles on the line. In a quote, she said, I just want to keep on shaking up that table. I want to keep on making history for myself. I would love to main event a pay-per-view in Australia, she said. I would love for the tag team women's championships to be represented over there in the main event. The main event of any pay-per-view representing these titles is just the goal of mine in 2022. I think my, Naomi and I can accomplish that for sure. Now, Sasha Banks was also asked about how Charlotte Flair had mentioned her name prior to WrestleMania 33. The boss thinks that winning the women's tag team championship with Naomi, well, it was great. If you'd like to read more about everything that Sasha Banks had to say regarding Charlotte Flair, premium live events, her goals for 2022, and the tag team championship Head on over to Wrestling Inc. And the article, Sasha Banks Wants to Headline a WWE Show. That's written by Matthew Wilkinson. Let's keep the news flowing tonight. So many things here. Gunther discusses affect American wrestling hand on the European scene. Yep, Matthew Wilkinson is writing here at Wrestling Inc. WWE Superstars Imperium recently spoke with the Wrestling Inc. manager Nick Hausman at WWE's WrestleMania Media Row show. During the conversation, Gunther admitted that he did take a while for things to pick up back in Europe wrestling after he made his appearance on a wrestling TV in America. It's great because Europe has such a rich history when it comes to pro wrestling, he said. It took a while because I would say when the wrestling business was popular in Europe, it was kind of dead here in America. Wrestling came on television in Europe and it took a while to pick back up again. Nowadays, European talent can be seen anywhere, whether it's in AEW, WWE, or in the independent scene. That is something that Gunther believes is exciting to see. But now, the European talent is everywhere, Imperium leader asserted. I think the European style is very unique, very exciting, and it's good to see. So many things that he has mentioned in this interview, if you'd like to find out more what Gunther has to say, not only about WWE, the wrestling scene, and so much more. Go on over follow matthew wilkinson at wrestling inc he has that article right now all right let's keep the headlines flowing so many different things that are happening in wrestling sometimes it's kind of hard to keep up with everything mark middleton is writing at this hour also from wrestling inc that there is some changes that are going to be happening here wwe nxt tag team has decided to split up wwe nxt 2.0 duo of great waller and sanga is over already now last night's nxt main event saw pretty deadly capture the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship titles by winning a five-team gauntlet match that also featured Waller and Sanga, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen, as well as the Creed Brothers, who started the match and finished the match but came up short against pretty deadly. Now, they were the third team that entered, and they were eliminated by the Creed Brothers just a few minutes into the match. NXT has brand new tag team champions. You can catch the video of the crucial moment when it all went down if you head on over to the article WWE and NXT Tag Team Splits Up, written by Mark Middleton. Tony Khan. So many things are going on with Tony Khan. Danny Wolfenholm is writing in this hour. Tony Khan names AEW few that was one of the best parts of his life. On this week's Wrestling with Freddie podcast from iHeartMedia, My Culture Network, AEW owner and president Tony Khan joined Freddie Prince Jr. for part two of an appearance. Now, 
Tony Khan noted that MJF first caught his eye when he was regularly working in MLW, stating that the salt of the earth was one of his standout performers that he kept an eye on. Tony Khan says, and I quote, I was watching MLW, and you know, it's hard to miss MJF, Khan said. I watched for weeks and weeks and months and months all through 2018, so I saw him cut a lot of promos. They had a lot of good people on that show at that time, so I was watching it pretty regularly, looking for people, so I could potentially go ahead and maybe make a move one day. Back in the summer, MJF was one of the real standout performers. Tony Khan mentioned that MJF feud with CM Punk that led up to their dog collar match at AEW Revolution 22 was one of the best things he's ever seen in his life. He says in another quote, he's such a great wrestler, such a great professional, Tony Khan said, and we were talking about all the great stuff that CM Punk and MJF did during that match. Building was electric when they told their story. Now, Freddie Prince Jr. also expressed that he believes that CM Punk and MJF feud is the best story so far that has been told in the history of AEW. Tony Khan would go on to say, I give them all the credit, CM Punk and MJF. I am the administrator in a lot of ways, and what I think is really cool. And some people ask me, why don't you have a lot of writers? It's because I work with top talent. We develop our own storylines and programs. I'll do everything else. You do this, and you do this well. If you're going to find out more information about Tony Khan and his interview with Freddie Prince Jr., Danny Wilson-Holm is going ahead and write this article on Wrestling Inc. Sami Zayn in WWE News by Marco Rivera is talking about all the amount of creative control that he specifically has in WWE. Now, on the latest episode of Out of Character Podcast, Sami Zayn talked about re-signing with WWE in January. Now, the former Intercontinental Champion clarified rumors that his current contract involves creative control and why he chose to stay with WWE. In the beginning in the interview, he says, and I quote, let me just nip this in the bud. I don't want to act like I'm booking my own stuff because I'm not. Zayn said, trust me, I swing a lot. They'll tell you. I swing a lot and then I swing on a lot of dudes, but sometimes the dudes swing on me. That's the idea. Well, you know why? They work hard and they tell me I work hard, but he does not state that he has direct creative control over everything. Signed with WWE again because he loves the place and it feels like home. Now, at WrestleMania 38, Zayn faced Jackass star Johnny Knoxville in an Anything Goes match, where Knoxville defeated Sammy with the help of his Jackass co-stars. After the fallout of WrestleMania, the SmackDown star faced Drew McIntyre on this week's episode. If you'd like to read more and are a fan of Sammy Zayn, go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. and the article by Marco Rivera and you can find all of the extra details out right now. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump into some more interesting news. Let's talk about Paul Heyman. Bryce Cameron is writing in that Paul Heyman believes he is the greatest manager of all time. We often know that Paul Heyman is very high on himself when it comes to superlatives. Paul Heyman discussed Roman Reigns' WrestleMania victory in a recent interview with 101 WRIF and wanted to announce that he believes that he is the best. At WrestleMania 38, Reigns made history by uniting the WWE and Universal Championships with Heyman by his side. Now, Reigns was able to walk away victorious in the big match of his career. Following the historic win, Heyman spoke in an interview. He said, I think it's undisputed that I am the greatest manager, advocate, and special counsel of all time. If for no other reason than my first 35 years of stellar action always was on top, Heyman said, I am the special counsel for the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the end-all to be-all. 
Roman Reigns, who smashed, absolutely smashed Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania to unify the titles. As we know, Paul Heyman definitely is never short of words. If you'd like to read more about what Paul Heyman had to say, not only about being in WWE, about his own vision of himself and the plans for the future, check out Bryce's article on Wrestling Inc. Well, more news is coming in about the opponent that Roman Reigns had at WrestleMania 38, Brock Lesnar. Mark Middleton is writing today, Brock Lesnar is no longer listed for the WWE's premium live events. Let's find out why that's the case. Brock Lesnar has been pulled from the talent listing on the upcoming WrestleMania Backlash premium live event that'll be airing on the network and Peacock. We noted earlier this year that Lesnar was advertised for WrestleMania Backlash and Money in the Bank from the time the events were originally announced. Now, Brock Lesnar has not been seen since losing in WWE's WrestleMania 38 main event to crown the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion Unification. But coming out of WrestleMania, he's still being advertised for Backlash and Money in the Bank. In an update, WWE updated their events page listing WrestleMania Backlash sometime this week, and then they officially made the decision to move Lesnar off the card. While the Dunkin' Donuts Center website still has Backlash graphic up with Lesnar on it, WWE website has updated theirs this week, and Lesnar has been pulled. The Backlash graphic on the arena website is dated, and it was announced it will be updated soon. Now, there's still no word or timetable on when Brock Lesnar would return to WWE or if there's another match that he would have with Roman Reigns. So many interesting things regarding Brock Lesnar, what's next for him, what his contract looks like, and what we can expect from him. If you'd like to read more about this article, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc., where Mark Middleton is writing all about it. Alright, that's going to do it for everything today on the Freeland 5. We've covered so many different topics, from Ring of Honor to Impact Wrestling, to New Japan, to WWE, and to AEW. If you're enjoying the Freeland 5, go ahead and tell some friends. Go ahead and tag them on social media. Let them know. Go ahead and retweet. Let's go ahead and let's get this rolling. Let's see how many people we can get to follow our daily news cycle. Once again, you can follow me on social media, specifically on Twitter. I'm at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. The downloads are incredible, you guys. You guys continue to support us more than I could ever have imagined. We had an amazing month of March, and I think April's going to smash that easily. So go ahead and continue to share. My DMs are always open. Love to hear what your thoughts are about pro wrestling. Do you like what we're covering? Maybe is there an article or maybe a superstar or a wrestler you would like us to talk about? I'm always open to those. Hit me up, like I said, on social media at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. That's going to do it until tomorrow's news cycle. I'm Mike Freeland, and this has been the Freeland 5. The world of MLW Radio never stops.